Hello and welcome to the Geeks at the Gates. Something a little bit different for you this week. Uh, we are taking a break from talking about Doctor Who and playing Dungeons and Dragons, and we have an interview. Uh, I met up over Skype with the very, very talented Rachel Smith, uh, a moderately local Yorkshire-based artist uh, and writer who has been taking the internet by storm with her series of quarantine comics, uh, which, if you haven't seen them, are um, just little one-page strips that she's been publishing every day throughout lockdown. Um, please take a look at the show notes this week uh, over at destinationvenus.co.uk. Uh, where you will find links to all of Rachel's work uh, and where you can buy it, more importantly. Uh, so just go to destinationvenus.co.uk, click on the blog button in the top left-hand corner of the homepage, and then look for the episode title, Of Course I'm Drunk, It's 2020. Uh, the explanation for that is in the upcoming interview. And so with that, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's nice to talk to you. You too. I, I didn't really have a plan for the for the conversation, to be honest. I I, okay. I, I, I figured we'd just sort of keep it reasonably free ranging. Although, I mean, we do have to start with quarantine comics, which have kind <laughs> of kind of taken off a bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm assuming that may have been the hope, but I'm I'm fairly sure that wasn't the plan originally. No, I kind of just started doing it to keep myself sane, really. Mm-hmm. Um, to give me a reason to get up in the morning. And, yeah, people have been really kind about them. People have said that they find them really relatable. And, um, uh, yeah, I've got, like, a lot more a lot more followers and stuff since I started doing them, which is amazing. I, I think it helps that they're really, really good. <laughs> For whatever that's worth. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's very kind. Um, no, I've, I've really enjoyed them because they're incredibly relatable. Mm, thank um, you. I mean, yeah, my life is very different from yours. Um, I'm, I'm sort of in a reasonably large house with a very nice garden. I have my wife here, so, you know, I'm not alone. And, you know, lockdown's been relatively easy for me. Mm. But, you know, I've had my moments. And sure. all of the things that, that the you of the, the comic has been through, I can, mm. I can completely relate to. It's it, and I, and I know a lot of other people feel the same, which is why they've taken off in the way they have. Yeah. But I think it's probably, I don't think it is the most recent one now, uh, but the one you recently did as a as a as a coloured print mm-hmm. might be the most relatable yet. Not, <laughs> not it's because, certainly been the most popular. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not because I'm in a similar situation to you, in in, in sort of relationship terms. It's just the weirdness of the situation mm. that that strip sums up. If if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about um, that's listening, first of all, just follow Rachel on Twitter, for goodness sake. Um, and check <laughs> that, out... Um, that, that, the particular comic that you're talking about is my pinned tweet at the moment. Right. So you can find it very easily if you find me on Twitter. And with your permission, Rachel, I, I'm going to call this edition of The Geeks at the Gates, Of Course I'm Drunk, It's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I which love is that. which is very much what I took away from that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it does sort of bring me to an aspect of your work that I, I think I've asked you about before. But I, I, because I'm really bad 
at self-expression. It's, it's, it's an aspect of your work that fascinates me. Your work is incredibly personal. Yeah, it's very, very honest. It is, um, mm. which is hugely refreshing. But mm. I don't know, does it ever get weird that people know stuff or perhaps even don't know stuff but assume stuff or think they know stuff about you because they've read your, your comics? It's strange. It only really gets weird if I meet people in person, like if people come up to me at conventions mm-hmm. and they start talking to me about, just in case your listeners aren't aware, I've, I've done two autobio comics, one called Wired It Wrong and one called Stand In Your Power, both about my kind of mental health troubles and um, and depression and things like that and my, my strange coping mechanisms and stuff. And Quarantine Comics kind of is in the same kind of ilk as that like mm-hmm. it's the same so it's the same sort of way that i'm talking to my readers and and, and stuff on on the page and when people come up to me at conventions you know they'll sort of ask me how my, how my therapy's going and and how and it's very very strange that they know all this shit about me mm. and and i know nothing about them <laughs> and so that's the only time it really becomes very starkly obvious at just how weird it is <laughs> that i put my life my life on the page but yeah i mean I think I've said before, my my mum would probably say I'm a bit too honest (laughs) about stuff, but I think my readers, you know, they deserve my honesty and and especially those who are suffering with similar mental health problems and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it would seem, yeah, it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair to them. If if I'm uncomfortable with something, then I just won't do that. I just won't do that strip. Yeah. um, Yeah, it's 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 kind of all or nothing (laughs) with me. Yeah, I guess I, I, I. I think it is one of the strengths of what you do, that it, it does feel that honest. And yeah, and, and for the benefit of listeners who haven't read Wide Wrong and Stand In Your Power, uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw in an endorsement of both. Uh, I, because genuinely, and I don't want, I've said this before, I think to you, so I hope this doesn't feel too much like just gushing fanboyness. Uh, but I think they are, in fact, both amongst the best books on mental health and how to cope with not necessarily the best mental health that I've ever read. And I've read a lot of them. Wow. Thank you, Reggie. Very no, kind. It, it's, I mean, I, I said of Wired Wrong when I first read the original version, uh, you know, the, the, the original sort of thin one that you did mm. uh, before you did the deluxe edition. I, that's the book I wish I'd had before I was ill. Right. Because I would have two things. Um, I would have, first of all, recognised a lot of things as problems that I didn't recognise as problems when I was experiencing them. Mm. And second, I've used it since so many times to explain these things to people who don't understand. Mm. And if you did nothing else in your career, that would still be an amazing achievement. Um, and I feel really patronising talking to you like that, but you know what no, I mean. No. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I, 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 I have given Wired Up Wrong to friends who I figured needed to read it because they needed to realise a couple of things about themselves. Mm. Um, and I think I, even if, sorry, sorry, no, sorry, go, go ahead. Yeah. I, I think even if you don't suffer from mental health issues yourself, it can still be very, like, I'd bet a million pounds that you probably know someone who does so it's just it's useful to educate mm. yourself yeah. even if you don't suffer directly but. yeah and like quarantine comics uh one of the pluses of both wild at wrong and standing your power is that 
they're really funny. <laughs> um, and that, that helps too, because um, I've read so much stuff about mental health that is either dry as dust and unbelievably boring mm. or incredibly depressing. Yeah. And do you know what? When you're not feeling particularly great about yourself, you don't actually need to read something that makes you even sadder. It's, yeah. It's, um, and, and I think if you're, if you are having a depression flare up, a, a big wall of text can seem a little bit <laughs> disheartening. Like you don't really want to yeah. focus on that. Like, yeah. Whereas, I mean, cause I mean, again, for readers, for, for readers, good Lord, this is a podcast <laughs> for listeners <laughs> who haven't seen your work. What you, your, your approach is very short form. They're, they're sort of one page, uh, mm. four panel vignettes almost dealing with yeah. a different thing. You can kind of dip in and out of those yeah. books. You don't have to read them cover to cover in one go or anything. Which is, again, very much the style you use for quarantine comics. Mm. Uh, and I mean, I know you've done long form comics in the past, you know, The Rabbit and um, House Party and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, have you sort of lent into the short, the shorter form type cartoon strip stuff because it's easier to fit around sort of all the other stuff you have to do? Or is it a form that actually appeals to you more? Kind of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I, I do have a rule that it has to fit on an A4 piece of paper. I can't go over that. So I can't really go over six panels unless they get really, like, <laughs> really diddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a rule. And I have to do at least one a day. That's the other rule. And, yeah, it is useful doing that to fit it around other things. But also I think, like, I've had real trouble... Like I, I do have some long form stuff that I'm working on, and and that's great, you know, because I need I need money and, and I need things to keep me busy. Yeah. Um, but as far as actually reading stuff myself, I found it really hard. I found, you know, I, usually I devour novels and 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 comics and stuff, and I've just found it really hard to focus and keep my focus on different characters through, you know, long stories and stuff. So I myself have been reading a lot of just short form stuff on Instagram and things like that and that's what I can manage right now mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of people that are feeling the same so I was just like well let's just make some little bite-sized comics about how weird these times are <laughs> and you know not only will they hopefully be relatable because of what I'm going through but like we're all going through this right now yeah. like the, the whole world I mean obviously some countries are, are coming out of lockdown now and that's and that's great but you know, we all know what what lockdown is like. We've all we've all had our lives changed by this thing, and so that's kind of yeah. It's really yeah. it's really strange to think about it. it I've never had anything like this happen in my life. No, the, the whole world. As is, I say, you know, you'd say lockdown, and the whole world will know what what you mean right I, now. I can't think of a time, possibly ever, when the entire world, every single person, pretty much living in the entire world. Has got mm. something in common. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, that's a much better way of putting it. <laughs> even if we go, even if we go back to sort of like the Second World War, mm. the experience in Britain was very different to the experience in America, for instance. You know, we yeah. there, there wasn't that shared sense of it. Whereas, you know, sitting sitting on your couch and watching Netflix mm. is the same wherever you are. Yes, <laughs> and that's that's certainly been the experience of pretty much the entire Western world. If they, you know, if they weren't key workers, mm. and and I, I do wonder what art is going to come out of this? Mm. You know, I mean, that's the stuff that's being produced through it, 
like the you know like the stuff yeah. that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, which incidentally, I again have to. I don't. I don't think I'm original in saying this, but I think it's an incredibly important historical record. Thank you. Um, yeah, people have said that to me. I've never thought of myself as a, a historical record keeper, but um, you know, I mean, it's, it's this is going to sound incredibly pretentious now, um, but I can't help it because I am. Go on. Um, <laughs> it's. I think it's up there with Peeps. Okay. He's the, you know, he was the diarist of record for the Great Fire and and bits of the plague and stuff. And I think, I think you might be one of the important sort of. And at this point, guess what happened? Yep, the technical difficulties that have been a feature of these skyped recordings. Uh, except this time, it was absolutely my fault. I simply accidentally turned off the recorder. So yeah. Not so much a technical issue as uh, plain old human error. Anyway, that's what happened. Uh, I was gushing a little bit and comparing Rachel to Samuel Pepys. That's basically all you've missed. Okay, hang on one second, because I've just messed up the recording. Oh, that's good. The listeners might not have heard me compare you to Samuel Pepys, so... uh... (laughs) No, I like that. (laughs) Um, But, no, I mean, I think it is really important to have just everyday life in extraordinary times recorded like that Mm. and i think too few people are doing i mean i I suppose future historians are going to look back at twitter and sort of facebook posts and stuff and think why were all these people on this tire fire of a website (laughs) what what were they doing they spent so much of their time here arguing with celebrities (laughs) um yeah and that's exactly why i think stuff like Mm -hmm. Stuff like your comics are, are so much more important because you, unlike a tweet, you know, people fire off things on Twitter. And yes, it is their everyday experience and it is what they're thinking right now, but they haven't thought about what they're thinking. Mm. And so, you know, a tweet tends to be on the lines of you're wrong and should die in a fire. Yeah. Um, whereas I think possibly just just the very nature of cartooning where you actually do have to sit down mm. and draw physically do a thing with a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. I think it, it must make you reflect more of what you're trying to say. Yeah. And some of the strips are quite reflective. and They are very, yeah. I mean, some of them are just hilarious, but some of them are very, <laughs> very thoughtful. I like to think I'm getting the balance right, you know. Yeah. They're not all about my cat, and they're not all about how shitty I look. And, <laughs> and, you know, but those things are what people are thinking. Well, yeah, yeah. Um. But at the same time, you have some that are incredibly profound. Um, mm. The one I bought, for instance, um, which is why I bought it, uh, is Thanks, it, if if the only thing you're doing right now is surviving, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you it, don't... I think a lot of people are feeling the pressure right now to sort of do something with this time. Like, oh, I'll start a new hobby. Oh, I'll write my novel I always wanted to write. And, like, it's okay if now's not the time. Yeah. There's, there are people dying. It's okay if you just want to sit and watch Netflix and, and just worry. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, 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 have, I have to say I have found that because when all this started, there were all the, the sort of lots of statuses along the lines of, you know, when Shakespeare was quarantining from the plague, he wrote Twelfth Night. And, you know, Isaac Newton developed the theory of gravity. And, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, if you ever thought you had a thing you wanted to do and you aren't doing it now, it's it, it's... Not that you didn't have the time, it's that you didn't have the motivation. Uh, no, actually, no. No, no it doesn't mean you're not <laughs> going to do it if you don't do it during a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, 
I, all we have to do right now is get out of the other side of this. We just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Whilst wearing our masks. That's important. Whilst wearing our masks and yeah. staying appropriately distanced. Yes. <laughs> Drives me crazy when people don't do that. Mm, I know. My friend, um, I was on a, a, a walk with um, my friend Heather and my boyfriend Rob. We were all socially distancing, don't worry. Um, and they both find it hilarious how, how angry I get at cyclists. Because they just don't, like, they just come really close to you and they don't, and they'll ring their bell, but then not slow down and let you get out of the way. And it gets me really anxious. <laughs> yeah. I, let me get out of the way! <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a particular thing. I mean, here in, here in Harrogate, an awful lot of things that are labelled as cycle paths mm. are also for pedestrians. Mm. Um, which, yeah. as, as somebody who cycles and is also a pedestrian, uh, I find infuriating anyway. But yeah, the number of cyclists who think once they rung their bell, that's all they have to do. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to move around. I've rung my bell, so it's their fault if I yeah. mow them down but or have to move in the canal to get out of my way. <laughs> oh, it's infuriating. I'm glad you share my frustrations, Reggie. <laughs> Absolutely infuriating. Don't even, don't even get me started on cyclists on actual pavements. Oh, that was I get angry about that. In even in the before times, I used to get angry about I did, that. I've I've been known to shout at people. <laughs> I don't mind when I don't mind much when it's kids. I live near a school, and mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of from half past eight to nine o'clock. If you walk on the no. pavements, you, you've taken your life in your hands because it's full of eleven-year-old doing seventy miles an hour on racing bikes. <laughs> and yeah, I'll wear that from kids. You know, if I was a parent, I might well be telling my child not to ride on the road as well. Mm. But when it's actual grown-up adults, yeah, it's oh. <laughs> Sorry, this became a bit of a rant. I feel like we've gone off track a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I might. I might cut this. <laughs> I probably won't. Um, but no. But to drag things back to um, to quarantine comics, mm. uh, I promise I will move on in a minute. No, it's fine. Um, is there a plan for them ultimately? I mean, you, you're left. I know. I know you're selling a lot of the originals, but you know you're left with this body of work that you. Are you going to collect it or? I will collect it into a book. Yes. Good. Um, Pleased to hear that. Um, I just don't know when that's going to happen because I'm not sure when it's all going to end. Yeah. Yeah. Plan. So I don't. So it's hard to plan for this now because I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know. <laughs> Mm. Um, I don't know if I will kickstart it or take it to my agent and try and find a publisher. I've I've not really made any of those decisions, and it's probably a bit too early to start making those decisions because I don't really know when yeah. it will end. Yeah, because for a while I was thinking a good ending would be when me and Rob, my boyfriend, were reunited properly, and mm-hmm. we can like you know hug and and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but then that's going to happen in three weeks' time, and I'm not sure three weeks is going to be a good jumping-off point because I think things are still going to be really strange in three weeks. It's not going to be over in three weeks, is it? No, it's, it's yeah. And it's like I'm not, I'm not just documenting my. Well, I am documenting my story, but it's just it's not just about me. It's about yeah, it's about what's happening and and, and yeah. how other people. Are. I don't, I, I, I don't know whether it in, you intended it when you started it to be about you, but it's certainly about more than that now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as I say, because, because it's, it's occasionally been so philosophical, 
I think it has big addressed a, a much bigger picture than just mm. one person's life in lockdown. Sure, and like even when Rob and I are able to to be reunited, I still can't I still can't do a lot of normal things that I was used to doing. I still can't I still can't go to the shops without feeling really frightened. Yeah, I still can't go and see my mum, and you know stuff like that. I think might be worth. But having said this, I mean, things are changing day by day. In three weeks, it, it might look a lot different, but I doubt we'll have had a... Maybe when we get a vaccine, that's when I should stop and things actually are safer. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, we are going to be sort of weirdly socially distancing for, a, you know, a lot of time. To I come. think I'll be doing it, you know, just even when everything's... When it's safe, I think it's so ingrained in me now to try and stay away from people. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's a long a... time before we're all not doing that anymore. I think. I think it's been a, a genuinely a massive, a, a, a real social change that I think may well stick. Mm. Um, I can't imagine shaking hands with people anymore. No. And you know, I mean, it's not all bad. I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably unsocial and quite protective of my personal space. So it, it's suddenly being socially expect- acceptable to be able to tell people to back off. Yeah, it's actually great. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying that. <laughs> or if you see someone you don't like, you you can totally cross the road to avoid them. That's totally crossing allowed. The, crossing the road to avoid people is no longer pointed. Yeah, it's great. It's absolutely great. And um, so you know, it's an ill wind. There are bright spots amongst mm. all of the gloom and tragedies. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I learned. You can cut this bit if you want, but I learned the other day where shaking hands comes from. Oh, cool. Do you know it's when we used to carry weapons, so we'd have our sword and our uh, shield, and we'd shake with our right hand to let them know that we we're not holding our sword. Yeah, and you see that's so why we'd that's, ha- you'd have to lay it down in order to do that. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Well, except, except you see that's why people don't trust left-handed people <laughs> because I could shake your hand and stab you with my good hand. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> or just, I mean, you can hurt someone with a shield pretty well. So, I don't know. You could still... I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> ah, that's the things you learn. I know. <laughs> ah, so, what else is what else is happening in, in terms of your work? Um, how's... Oh, I'm going to get the title wrong again. Isabella and Bloodwin? Isabella and Bloodwin? Yeah, that's... I'm kind of trying to keep up with how much that... I really need to update the... I need to do an update on that website. I've dropped the ball there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to keep up. So I think we're sort of 30% funded. So I'm trying to keep up with that and making sure the book is 30% done. That's mm-hmm. sort of what, how I'm working with that. Um, That's quite a good system. Yeah, I thought so. So that is happening. It's quite slow, but it is getting there. Getting there. I mean, 30 is very nearly a third done, I guess, so... Um, and if people wanted to back that uh, and get involved, where should they go? How's that for a professional segue? You can go. Thank you very much. You can go to unbound uh, uk. I think it's dot com. Really Links in the show notes, folks. <laughs> yes, there'll be a Reggie will do a link. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, just go to Unbound and search Isabella and Bloodwin, or click the link that Reggie will very professionally put at the bottom of this. Podcast. I won't. Do it, I won't do it very professionally, but I will do it. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, Rachel, nothing about this podcast is professional. <laughs> That's good. I like that. As for other things, I am, there's two, two or three quite exciting things I'm working on, but I'm not allowed <laughs> to announce uh, them because they've not been announced yet. I'm sorry. That's okay. 
Um, but I am working very hard and getting and getting stuff done. So there will be lots of Rachel Smith content available soon. Soonish. <laughs> Soonish is close enough for me. <laughs> cool. Uh, I, I look forward to you being able to talk about them, and uh, I don't know. Perhaps you can come back on and tell us about them when you can. Yes, I would love to. I would love to do that. <laughs> and yeah, apart from that, plans are really difficult, aren't they? I mean, I, I was, yeah. I was as I, as I as I always am. I was looking forward to, to sort of seeing you and everybody else at um, Thought Bubble. Mm. Um, I'm yeah, of, what do you think is going to happen there? The way they're easing lockdown, assuming the hospital that is currently in the venue isn't there anymore mm. by yeah, November. It's a nice Place, isn't it? The... Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks very odd when you go past it. Does it? Um, Gosh. I mean, it hasn't. Thankfully, it hasn't been used. They haven't needed it. Okay. Which I'm incredibly grateful for. I mean, it, it, I'm very, very glad it was there. Because mm. if they'd needed it and they hadn't had it, it would have been awful. Well, yeah. Um, but I'm very, very pleased they didn't, in the end, need it. Uh, well, yet. Mm. We, we still have to get through the uh, alleged second wave, so... Yeah, we'll you know we'll see. But I mean, assuming that's not there anymore in November, I don't know that there'll be any sort of official reason why it can't go ahead. I'm just, how many people would want to go? I know. I mean, I've I've I love Thought Bubble, uh, and Me hi too. hi Chloe, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> well, and Lisa and everybody else, indeed, if you're listening. But you know, you're not. It's my- it's my favourite show. Mine too. I I adore thought. I always did. I mean, I, I'm biased now because it's in my hometown. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I loved it when it was in Leeds. I I loved it when it was just a, a tiny little one day thing in Leeds Town Hall. It's always been brilliant. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you. I've never been to a comic convention ever, and not at the very least caught a cold. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the idea that I want to spend two days at a Comic-Con when we're still going to be in the middle of a global pandemic, I'm not sure. I mean, I may feel differently by November, but I'm not sure. Mm. Genuinely not sure. And and I wonder, therefore, even if they can do it, how many people would want to go? And if people don't go, what's the point? Yeah. Um, And how do you socially distance a comic convention? You'd like... I mean, sign sign the books and then kind of frisbee them over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all of that stuff, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just practical stuff. I mean, the queue to get in on the first day mm-hmm. last year was easily a quarter of a mile long. God. And that was when everybody was... So if everyone has to be... Even if they make it a metre apart, mm. yeah, the queue is going to be up to the top of the King's Road and back. That's not good. I, yeah. I, the, the, just the logistics of it hurt my brain. Um, they could do like a certain of number of people in at any one time. But you see, but then where do, all, the... where do all the other people go? Oh, I don't know. You, know, you could have people like selling comics outside, <laughs> like in little ice cream. Not... <laughs> uh, from experience, not in November in Harrogate. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. <laughs> you could do, people could write zines that last sort of 20 minutes or something and then that'll get you through 20 minutes of the queue yeah i must i must try, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know i must try and get chloe on from from the organizing people and and just see what 
if they can tell us what, if they have any plans. I imagine they probably can't. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they can't. I because mean, I mean, yeah. they're, they're still talking as though it's going ahead. Yeah. And there's a huge. Yeah, they're still spotlighting guests and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's there's a huge part of me that really wants it to. Yeah. It's just yeah. So, but like I say, you know, we might it might feel very different in November. I was going to say, yeah, we might. We might feel you know, very differently about it in November. They might have come up with a vaccine by then, although yeah. that seems unlikely. Mm. But hopefully I'll see you there. Yes, <laughs> that would be lovely. And are you likely to have um, to be able to announce these mysterious new projects of yours by then? I mean, would that, would that have been a good launch venue for them? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, definitely a couple of them I'll be able to talk about. Soon, yeah. Sorry for the mystery. I just don't want to get in trouble. No, that's, no, that's all right. I, I rather, I rather like a mystery. And a non, a non disclosure agreement is a non disclosure agreement. If you can't talk about it, you can't. So, do you, do you have any other sort of projects that you, you're, you're sort of thinking about doing that you'd like to do in a, in a sort of ideal world when you have unlimited time? Um, I'm, I'm kind of doing a couple of them again. That's kind of. What... <laughs> Okay, and these are the ones you can't talk about. Um, I am, I am busy. I promise. I just, um, yeah. There's a couple of. I've been finding writing really difficult. Uh-huh. Luckily, the the projects I'm doing mainly involves me just drawing from someone else's script, which is really nice because I I feel I can just get my teeth into that. Mm-hmm. But I've been finding writing really difficult, and there is a project I do really, really want to do that involves me writing and drawing, um, but I've just found that. It's a bit too much right now. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. As as we said earlier, you've just got to get through this the best way you can. And if yeah. if if writing, if it's just not flowing right now, then no. what else? What you know? It, just it, writing a long form thing, or even a you know a sort of four page comic mm-hmm. is I find really difficult. Whereas the quarantine comics, I can write those because they're just. Something funny happens, and then I just have to fit it into four panels. <laughs> Pretty good. And... Do you feel Do you feel any pressure with that? I mean, this is a, a, a as a as a throwaway thing at the start of lockdown. I always used to put on the website every Wednesday something I called the Wednesday Waffle, which was mm-hmm. just you know me pontificating about stuff mostly. Because um, you know I'm a blessed white guy. People don't hear our voices nearly enough. <laughs> um, and. Uh, at the start of lockdown, because at the time, sort of, you know, we were hearing deliveries are coming, deliveries are not coming, this has changed, this company's going into shutdown for a bit. It felt like there was going to be like lots of news that people needed to know mm. about comics and stuff. So at the start of lockdown, I said I was going to do the waffle daily. Right. And I started doing the daily waffle. And I, because I thought people aren't, I haven't got time to write screeds of stuff every day. And People aren't going to want to read a long book, so I'll, I'll, I'll do a video thing. So, mm-hmm. so every day for 85 days, I've done a little video about all the news that's happening in comics. Because I said I would. I said I'd do it daily. I committed to it. So I've been doing it every single day. Wow. I ran out of things to say on about day five because <laughs> nothing's been happening in comics. Oh. And I resorted to reading poetry. I... I've I've been finding old '80s TV shows on 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 YouTube and putting links to that in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt this this pressure to well, you said you were going to do it, and now you've got to do it. Yeah. And even on the days, I I actually did one where I, it was it's like a thirty second video of me just going, nothing happened today. Anyway, see you tomorrow. Bye. Right. And I don't know. Have you have you found that with the quarantine comics? Because you certainly haven't missed a day. I've actually missed two days, arguably. I missed one day uh, on the for the Black Lives Matter. I thought instead of doing a comic, I would uh, use my platform to. For sure, and but that wasn't that wasn't talk about uh, black creators and and, and people of color. Yeah, that um, was a principled stand. That wasn't. A, I haven't got yeah. anything to say today. It was. No, I just thought. Maybe yeah, today's not my day for saying things. Maybe this privileged white girl should step down, and um, yeah, try and raise the profiles of of, of other people. Um, and I had yesterday off, but then I kind of because I, I coloured that strip that was really popular. Mm. So I was like, maybe that could be my quarantine comics work for today. Um, yeah, I saw I saw you tweet that actually, um, yeah. uh, I, no and, and, I, and absolutely, yeah, that was <laughs> that was work you did on your strip. I and mean, I sort of take the view that a coloured strip is not the same strip as a black and white strip, even if it's yeah. the same pictures. Sure. So, so as far as I was concerned, it was a new strip, so you didn't okay. miss a day. As far as I was concerned, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure having my approval is very important to you. So, no, that's great. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It has felt more of a I should do this rather than I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has become work now rather than this thing I was doing for fun. It still is fun though. Mm-hmm. I just um, because I've got so many new new followers and new fans from it. I'm like, well, kind of got to carry on now because um, you know so many people have said, oh, I look forward to them every day. It's really keeping me going, and that's great but it does put, put a lot there, of pressure i was gonna say yeah it, it, that that must be an incredibly nice thing to hear but yeah that's mm. not without pressure no it's... um but i have started doing just one a day because i was doing more than one you were doing loads yeah and now that i've got busier with with um you know things you proper, can't talk about proper work <laughs> things i can't talk about um now that i've got busier i i yeah i can't really afford to spend more than like an hour and a half on them um, every day, but but that's okay. It's still keeping up the momentum if I just do one a day. So uh, yeah, and I do. Yeah, I thought I didn't think I'd keep this up that long, but every tenth one is like a full color print that I do, like a limited edition run of. Yeah, and some of those uh, I have to say have been extraordinary. Oh, thank you. But yeah, the the tenth ones are even now that I'm doing just one a day. That number, those tenth ones creep up on me and I'm like oh shit I've not got what am I going to do for a full colour uh, limited edition print this week but I've managed so far I don't know what the next one's going to be and we're yeah. already on 45 145 I think went up today yeah wow I mean that, that is a huge body of work yeah it really is I mean a hundred and a hundred and forty five page you know, even if you don't do any more mm. a hundred and forty five page collection is a, that's a that's a hefty that's a weighty yeah. tone it's slightly at the minute. It's slightly longer than Wide It Wrong or Standing Your Power because they're both 140, and that's including covers and everything. Mm. So yeah, it's already quite a bit longer than those ones. Who knows? Who knows how long it'll be? <laughs> uh, well, as you said, just the, the the idea of planning right now, as we said, is uh... there was something I wanted to ask you about your process. Actually, um, mm-hmm. sorry, this is a 
massive non sequitur, but the listeners are used to that. <laughs> You're doing quarantine comics physically, as in pencil and ink on paper. Yeah, uh, and, I always and draw. Unless I'm storyboarding, I always draw physically. Yeah, I, do you do you do your sort of is all of your work on paper, or do you do you do a lot digitally now? All the drawing is on paper, and then all the colouring is in Photoshop. Right. It's a bit of a mix right. mixture. So all the the tenth uh, limited edition prints they they they're all coloured. They're coloured in Photoshop. But I do sell the originals, but they're just black and white. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I said. So I'm I'm always fascinated by it because I'm really old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've always loved about going to conventions is the artists are there with their massive ring binders full mm. of their original artwork. And, yeah. You know, and you can you can go through it, and you know you can go to Dave Gibbons's table and see mm. see you know physical pages from Watchmen, although not many because he sold most of them. Um, yeah. And that's a that's a thing that's starting to go away. Do you think so? Uh, it's Starting like, original art. Yeah, I think so because so many, so many artists and just everything they do, they do digitally. Their entire process is digital, mm. and so you can have as many prints as you like. But there isn't actually a physical, like this is the page kind of original. Mm. And I miss that. Yeah, and I, um. I, I do worry that it's a, it's a. It's a bit of a loss to the art form in that, and we're seeing it with writing as well a little bit in that, you know, you can, you can go to the British Library and you can see, uh, or you can go to the museum at Chorton and you can see Jane Austen's sort of handwritten first draft of Pride and Prejudice. Mm. And it's, it's a physical thing and it's there and you can see the crossings out and you can see the workings <laughs> and you can sort of, to some degree, if you're a scholar, you can, you know, get into the head of the writer. And you can't do that with most modern writers because it's all done on word processors, so the changes aren't saved. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think that aspect is, is sort of disappearing. And, and in comics, the culture of original art has always been you know, a real cornerstone. And I don't know, it just makes me a little bit sad that so many people are, for perfectly sensible reasons, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense to work digitally. Um, but... So many people are moving exclusively over to that. It's nice to know that some people are still using pens, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I say, I, I do. I have a Wacom and I do use it um, mainly for storyboarding or for just jotting down really quick ideas if I've got to come up with some rough mm-hmm. like, ideas for something or, or whatever. But I do much prefer drawing with it by hand on, on my drawing board. And I'm not sure I'll ever really come away from that i think i would have done already <laughs> if i was mm. going to i've been making comics since 2011 and it's like probably would have made that switch by now but who knows who knows maybe yeah i mean i, I suppose it's it's interesting to me because i'm not an artist as anyone mm. who's ever seen anything i've drawn will tell you <laughs> in i i sort of can't imagine not having a pen in my hand and and a piece of paper and making marks on it, it, it mm. i don't know there's something very primal about that to me I think you can you can have Wacom pens that feel very much like you're drawing on on paper. Oh right. But yeah. I just I don't know. I like I really like the physicality of it, and I like mm-hmm. the routine of it. I like penciling 
a page with my with my blue pencil and then and then inking it and just I don't know I just I don't feel like I could get lost in a page as much as I do if it wasn't physically in front of me hmm. um, I don't know yeah I guess I guess it is just a, a matter of, of what works for you isn't it Mm, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's part of me that wishes I could fall in love with working on the Wacom and then my studio wouldn't be so full of bloody paper. <laughs> <laughs> but then it wouldn't be your studio, would it? <laughs> there's, a lot to be, there's a lot to be said for sort of sheaves of paper piled up. and. Mm. I just spent 70 quid on Bristol board this morning. I was like, mm. That's a powerful reason to go digital, having said that. You could just use your £1,000 Wacom, couldn't you, Rachel? <laughs> No, I want my paper <laughs> and my ink pens. <laughs> yeah, no, but there is. Um, I think for me, what it is is that I, I think it's the reason I prefer physical comics to digital comics as well. Digital comics don't smell of comics. <laughs> yeah, comics have yeah. even new comics on that dreadful shiny paper they insist on using have mm. have a, a a smell to them. I always remember the first. My first graphic novel, that well, my first big print run, really, was for House Party. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting my entire house to then smell like Waterstones. And it was so <laughs> strange. I was like, I woke up, like, I, am I in a bookshop? <laughs> like, what the hell? But yeah, I, I, I like I like physical. Books. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you completely. It's, it's, it, mm. it's, it's just nice to have a thing. Mm-hmm. Equally, I guess, I am just showing my age. I'm a 48-year-old man who likes... I still buy DVDs. Um, Okay. You know, and everybody... (laughs) Most most of my friends are younger than me, and they all think I'm an idiot. Because I can (laughs) just stream it. Yeah, but they might take it down. They might take it off Netflix. Or off the website. (laughs) Exactly. Or what if there's a power cut, and you can't... You need something to read. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> it's, yeah, no, physical's the way to go still for me But I think I think we might be the last couple of generations Maybe Well, you got to go with the times I guess, even when they're wrong <laughs> You will have to prize my pen out of my cold dead hand though, I think I just, I'm not sure I'll ever be a totally digital creator um, yeah. no, I, think I, do, I do digital versions of some of my comics So I'm not, you know, I'm not a dinosaur <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a balance to be found, isn't there? Mm. And yeah, you know, I, I suppose Kindle didn't replace books in the way that people said it would. No, but I get, you know, you don't want to go travelling with exactly with ten novels, yeah. do you? So I get that there's definitely a place for it. But and you know, sometimes on Kickstarters, I've backed digital editions if the creator is in America and the the postage is like more than the actual book. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I just want to read this, so let's just get it done. And well, and things also. I mean, from my point of view, as as a retailer and as a person who occasionally writes reviews, it it makes it possible for people to send you review copies that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to afford to do. Yeah, you know, if you've got a an indie comic that's got a fairly small print run, they they can't necessarily afford to send you mm. sort of the the hundred issue of their hundred issue print run. Yeah. Just so that you can read it and review it. Whereas PDF, not a problem. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I think I think it's really helpful in that. In that, I mean, do you, do you find that kind of thing helps you with promotion? For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially getting reviews. It's much easier to just send a PDF. Well, unless they insist on having a hard copy and then that's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, 
yeah. especially when you yeah when you're just starting out it's great to just be like yeah here's my comic yeah and as you say it widens your field as well because i mean if you're mm. in a a studio in yorkshire somewhere and you want to send a review copy to a, a sort of big name in the states because it'll make a good back it back cover blurb it's not a problem to do that on a pdf but to actually send a physical copy can be a nightmare well it can be very expensive and it can take weeks yeah well, and people's, people's email addresses are a lot easier to get than their actual addresses. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, Dave, Dave Gibbons gave me his email address years ago. Uh, I still don't know where he lives. Um, and, and, you know, since the court order, I'm not even allowed to keep asking. So, yeah, no, so digital has its place, I guess. Definitely. Not everyone can afford hard copies as well. So. Yeah, and not, not, not everyone has space. I must yeah. say, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live in a reasonably large house that only mm-hmm. has two people in it. So my ridiculous comics collection, um, <laughs> I've got I've got room for. Although it's, my wife does keep pointing out that it takes up much, much more room than we agreed. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, if I live... Yeah, the only t- I think the only times in my life when I've been like, actually, maybe digital is the way to go, is when I've had to move house. Yeah. And I realise most of what I own is books. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Mm. And, and yeah, I mean, if, if I lived in a one bedroom flat and I wanted to have all the comics that I've got, digital would be the only way of doing yeah. it. So, mm. you know, I totally get totally get that. In fact, I was told off once by a friend for having a go at digital for that very reason. Yes. Check my <laughs> check my spatial privilege. OK, well, believe it or not, we are coming up to the hour. Wow. I know. Doesn't time fly? It does. Time is so weird right now. It isn't it? Yeah. I, I t- time doesn't really mean anything much. No. <laughs> it's beginning. It's beginning to again. It's, it's funny because I mean, before I was a, I did. I was in in sort of comics retailing. I was a teacher, and so my life was ruled by a bell. Mm. And I always knew exactly what time it was, almost to the minute. Um, and everything, you know. And there was a timetable, so you know, every day was mapped out. And you know, I I knew it was Wednesday because I I had that particular class. Mm. And then I moved into comics retail and it got a little bit looser, but you always knew when Tuesday was because that was the delivery. Delivery day. Mm. And you always knew when Monday was because that was when he had to pay Diamond. And you always right. knew when Wednesday was because that's when everybody came in. Mm-hmm. And you know, once those days were nailed down, it was, you know, the rest of the week kind of just followed. Mm. And, and the routine just revolved. And since deliveries went away in lockdown, I, I genuinely not know what day of the week it was most days. Mm. And it's it's even now sort of diamond the back, and I'm getting deliveries again, but they're fortnightly, right? So I haven't got a delivery this week, and so I have to keep genuinely. I looked at the calendar to see what day it was because I knew I was talking to you on Monday, <laughs> but I wasn't sure that this was Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, to so yeah, the whole time thing is is really really strange. I can think I've been doing something for ages, and then I look at the clock and I've been doing it for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but equally, I was I was I was out in the garden weeding yesterday because weeds, and I thought I'd been doing it for about ten minutes, and I'd been out there for four hours. Holy cow! Okay, yeah. And I just what? got—I mean, I got loads of weeding done, but I—I I, I just got lost in it. Yeah. And I think I'm going to miss that. Mm. When I'm finally yeah, to whatever the routine is, when we get back to whatever normal is going to be, mm. that's going to feel strange. Yeah. <laughs> but we are coming up to the hour. I don't know how much time you've got. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to keep talking forever, but 
um, I you... do actually have another another meeting. I was going to say you probably have things <laughs> to do. There's some wiggle room, but yeah. Um... So, well, if we start if we start wrapping up, um, is there anything you want to plug? I mean, we've um, given Isabella and blog room. Isabella, probably just my Twitter, and uh, yeah. So where will just... where will people find you on social media? Um, I'm at Rachel underscore on Twitter. Rachel spelled the awkward way, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. I think you'll find that's the correct way. <laughs> sorry, sorry to all the Rachels who have been misspelling their names their whole lives. <laughs> that's probably the easiest way to follow along with Quarantine Comics. Um, but also my website, rachelsmith.org, has all my social media links on there, um, if you'd prefer Facebook or Instagram. Um, my shop link is on there as well. Like I said, all the original quarantine comics go on there as soon as they're posted. Um, and I'm doing limited edition prints of every 10th comic, which is always a splash page. Uh, or you can pick up one of the, um, what did I call it? Oh, I think I just called it 2020. The, the most popular quarantine comic you can get as a full color print. And there. Uh, all the prints are limited and hand numbered and signed by yours truly. So awesome! Why not get a memento of these strange, 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 strange times? <laughs> you absolutely yeah. I, I'm going to second that. You absolutely should. Um, a piece of Rachel Smith original art is a thing that you should have in your house. Oh, <laughs> I've got two now. What was the other one you got? Um, I've got the uh, I've got a page from Wired Up Wrong. Oh, the nice. uh, the one with the sharks. Ah, oh, awesome! So, yeah, <laughs> I've got, I've got two. Very proud. Yay. <laughs> um, and actually, before you go, can I ask you a favour? Yeah. Can I use the uh, the final panel of that strip? The uh, of course I'm drunk. It's 2020. Uh huh. Can I use that as the cover art for this edition of the podcast? Yeah, of course. Or is that okay? Yeah. Do you need me to send you a like a cut? Oh, if you could, because 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 yeah. my. Graphic technical skills are approaching zero. <laughs> That's okay. Do you want the colour one or the black and white one? Whichever you prefer. Okay. Hmm. Let me add it to my list of things to do today. Oh, no, I'm adding to people's to-do list. No, no, it's fine. It won't take me a minute. I just will forget if I don't write it down. Yeah, my memory's like a goldfish at the minute. It's terrible. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, although I have old age as an excuse as well. I just have lockdown. I think it's enough. Yeah, I think it's enough. I, I it's the the whole the whole thing has just been incredibly weird, and I it, I don't know how anyone's keeping track of anything. No, yeah, I've got so many lists, lists of lists of lists. Yeah, I keep losing lists. Oh no, <laughs> which is and uh, it's crazy. I, I I yeah. So I'm not, I'm, but I'm not going to start down that rabbit hole because that will just become. A middle-aged man complaining about his short-term memory, and that's not <laughs> okay. interesting to anybody. That, that, that's that's most of us. Mm, yeah. So I will let you go. Thank you so much for doing this. I, I, it's always a joy to chat with you. Um, it's really good fun. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, uh, so yeah, thank you so much. Um, good luck with the projects that you're not allowed to talk about. I look forward thank to talking. I look forward to talking to you about them when you can. Definitely. Um, I will keep my fingers crossed that we can actually see each other in November. Yes. Um, but if, if we can't, then I will see you at some point in the future. Okay. 
Oh, lovely to see you, Reggie. And you. You take care. Hey, you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, that is it for this week. Uh, as I said in the intro, full show notes are available over at destinationvenus.co.uk. Just click on the blog button in the top left-hand corner of the homepage and look for today's title, which is, of course, I'm Drunk, It's 2020. And let's be honest, who amongst us isn't? Um, yeah, also, please, uh, as we said, you can follow Rachel on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, uh, whatever your social media platform of choice is. And I encourage you to do that because her tweets are great and it is also the best way of keeping up with Quarantine Comics, which, as previously stated, are fantastic. Uh, right, well, that's a relatively short one for us this week, uh, so we will leave it there. Uh, we'll see you next week with um, possibly some Doctor Who nonsense or maybe some Dungeons and Dragons nonsense, I'm not quite sure which yet. Uh, but until then, be kind to yourself, be kind to everybody else. Uh, take care as we emerge blinking from lockdown. Uh, maintain your distances and stay safe. Have a good week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. Us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates or contact us by email on mail for geeks at the gates at gmail.com that is the number four not the word geeks at the gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire <laughs>